<laughs> Every <laughs> oh, let's go! Wow! Every time, like it doesn't hit me until you give me the, the three, two, one. It, it just hit me. Let's go! Yeah! Let's go! I hope. <laughs> I hope you know that's all getting cut because I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. To the people listening to this podcast, you just <laughs> destroyed my ears. Destroyed my ears. Oh, okay? my goodness. I think my sweet mates heard you. Okay? I have my AirPods in. I think my sweet mates heard you. Robbie, 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 I don't know if you understand the gravity of this episode. It's a top two episode. Regardless of who comes on the podcast, this right here is a top I don't even two. care about this episode. This guy, whoever's being interviewed today, he probably isn't even good. He probably sucks. <laughs> no, no, okay. No, he doesn't probably suck. I know he sucks. I know that he's the worst. <laughs> and I hate him. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring it back together. Let's bring it back together. Big episode. What's up, y'all? It's your co-host, Aaron Bach. We're back at it again with yet another episode of the In and Out Podcast, episode number 29. Next week. Yep. Episode number 30 is next week. Big milestone. But before episode 30, we even have a couple of bigger milestones. And the uh, big milestone of this week is it's Rami's first podcast in college. That is the big milestone of the week and nothing else. And that's nope. all we're going to talk about this whole episode. I'm glad we're on the same page. But, um, all right, so, so tell us about the door, huh? Um, but in all seriousness, this Man, is- no, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Rami Fabian, what we have today. Nope. Whoa. I'm I'm okay. No. Ra- okay. okay. I'm ready. Rami Buchaisty Fabian, what we got today. Okay. I'm really impressed, first of all, that you never forget the intro. Like we'll go a month without recording a <laughs> podcast, and it doesn't matter. You still have thank that you. thank you. Back pocket, and it's impressive. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. A month, a month is like that's how long it's been since I've listened to one of our podcasts. What? I like I listened to our podcast like four hours, like five hours ago. Like, like it's like I I remember it. Like, and what I'm saying is like, yeah, just like thank you. Just don't give me too much credit. It's not like oh, it's like it's like a month. It's not like it's not like I'm not swinging a bat for a month and then I hook a few I mean, balls. And- I thought it was. You just took all the credit away from yourself, but that's not important. What no. we got today is it's a big episode. It's a really big episode. No, you're top- under you're you're underselling it. Top. 29 episode okay <laughs> <laughs> top 30 episode no but seriously it's aaron's commitment episode and let's it's go exciting yeah and uh and i have i guess i guess i get to interview him today <laughs> i guess i have to okay but before the actual exciting part we need to get some of the boring stuff out of the way um a lot of stuff is going to be coming to you guys. I think Rami and I, like, I think it kind of clicked out. We got to, we got to get going. Um, we're really going to start grinding this. Some, first of all, we know for a fact there's going to be arguably not knock on wood. Give me a few, a few knocks. Arguably the biggest episode in podcast history in the next month. 
That's the goal. That is the goal. That is and the goal. if that happens, good. that'd be great. And then we just have to, if that happens, we're playing with the big boys. You know, like if that happens, we have to play to the MLB every time. We every single day, we have to get in the box and see and see um some dogs. Mondays we're seeing Max Fried. Tuesdays we're seeing Max Scherzer. Like we're playing with the big dogs. Right now we're sitting 70 off a machine. If that happens, big dog time. Got to maintain big dog status. And that will happen, and that's going to come. But I do want to pay attention to yes. what, what is going on right now. And yeah. I think you should tell the people what's going on. In terms of com- commitments? Yes. Okay. Hi, my name is uh, Aaron Bach. I'm a shortstop and outfielder out of the Weber School in Atlanta, Georgia. And I recently made my commitment to further my academic and athletic uh, career. I don't know if you can say <laughs> academic. Shut up. I, shut up. My academic and athletic career at Georgia Highlands College, Division One Junior College in Cartersville, Georgia. Very, Very exciting. exciting. Very, Very exciting. exciting. So, um, do you, do you have the interview questions up? Like, you know what you're doing? Are you, do you think you're running the show here? Okay. Do you I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, do, I'm we, just, do we ever start with the interview questions? No, no, no we, we don't. don't. We usually riff with the, the guy. We usually ask him questions about his journey first, and then we hit the interview questions. Let the first time on the show. It's the first time being interviewed. I don't know what's happening. Okay. So let me run the show. Okay. okay. You hey. committed. It's very exciting. Let me run the show. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. Oh. So, all right. Let's get started from the yeah. beginning. Yes, of course. Everybody here knows you. We all love you. We're oh. proud of you. But let's go a little deeper than we we know. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm locked in. Okay. All right. Serious time. Lock in. Okay. All right. Okay. This is, I think, a very interesting question to get started with. We have trained together for years now. We've been best friends yep. for years now. Yep. We've known our goal is to play college baseball and to become the best players we want to be. Yep. But when did that dream start for you? It's a great question. That's a big time question. I, I see it's hitting me now. Um, it, it's just such a weird thing. Like I've always been that competitor guy like in fifth grade i was trying to beat people with like the stupid spelling bees and like i I, like always went like super super hard at like recess like i remember like sixth seventh grade like i was a dog in recess basketball (laughs) like you're the worst you're so the worst like so shout out i'm not gonna say the guy's name because maybe i'll say the guy's name maybe i'll text him after this in middle school we would do this thing we would play super super hard in middle school basketball and we had to find a way to like get ready for class because it's in the middle of the day, right? So we did something called like a scrub a dub dub, right? You go to the bathroom, you like kind of switch shirts, uh, do a little like paper towel, like paper towel, like bring some deodorant, kind of scrub a dub dub in the bathroom, get a little fresh, get ready to go to class. So every day I went to recess, dogging on people on twenty one, knowing that I'm going to go to class fresh and not have to worry about some of the kids hanging out in the corner just so they don't stink. Okay. Reel it back in. Um, I always just had that, like, I always had, always had that, like, competitive nature. And I played 
Like back to my baseball journey, I played a lot of rec ball. In 10 years, I played select. 11 years, I started travel ball. And first of all, in 12, you played like amazing defensively at third base, but like kind of was always hitting nine hole. wasn't really that guy. And then when I was 13, you, I joined a new team, like uh, close to my neighborhood, like whatever team, but it was like slightly better than I'd been on before. And like, not that I didn't fit, but I wanted to be the best. So my dad told me that Chipper Jones hit hundred balls off the tee every single day. So we had the net return, which is like a golf net in the, under the deck. So I started hitting hundred balls a day and probably three weeks a month into it. I just became addicted. Like I couldn't go a day without it. Like it was my thing. Like I would go under the base. Like, I don't even know if you know this about me. Like I would literally go under the deck, hit hundred balls off the tee. And it was like literally the net return, a tee, a bucket of like 15 baseballs I had, and like, I put like, I remember like a car mat down a hit and I would hit like hundred balls a day off the tee. And I just became addicted. And I started following all the college baseball teams on Instagram. I was like, I want it. Like for some reason, like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to go play college baseball. And for me, like not to knock anybody here, just like, I always thought like the athletes that like when I went to like the camps at the, at the high schools for some, the athletes, the guys that are going to play college ball, like those are the coolest guys. And like, there's just such a pride about it and such a passion. It just, just, I just fell in love and I knew that it's what I wanted to do. And like I said, I'm going to go play the highest level that I could have college baseball and just train my butt off. That's really cool. I never knew that buddy. That's, that's Thank you. Sick. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so me, obviously I know a lot about it, but Tell us, like, and, like, you've talked about all of this before throughout the podcast, but, like, give us a summary, basically. Debrief the recruiting process. Of, yeah, basically starting throughout high school ball and then starting the recruiting process and going through the recruiting process and your development throughout high school as a player. Don't put those glasses on. Don't put those. You, nope, you're inside. You don't need those. Okay? <laughs> you don't, okay. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to take you back to, um, let's take you back to summer after eighth grade. So summer after eighth grade, really, really good summer. And because of the work that I'd previously done, uh, hitting balls up the tee, had just an absurd amount of confidence, played really, really well. And that kind of hit me when towards the end of the year, my coach said he's just going to do batting order based on batting averages and i was hitting let me tell you okay i want you to continue after this but that's oh that's this, gross the stupidest thing ever stupidest I, thing. I understand but like i get where you're coming from continue but i was hitting third and i think i realized like yeah this is like starting to pay off and like we just got to keep up at this momentum and when i walked in like as a freshman i thought i was just that guy like when i walked into weber i was like oh, oh like Always have. Yeah, but I I was like, oh, like, I'm going to be, like, ridiculous here. Like, and yeah, I was like, yeah, I still got to do my work, but, like, this can be my place. Like, I'm going to be the best. And in the fall, I could not hit. Like, literally couldn't hit. I had the stupidest little swing. I had, like, a box group with my hands, and it was just so bad. 
So that winter, we go to work, and my swing gets pretty good. But this was a time I was just overthinking it so much. It just became mechanical. Never like worked on timing. It was like just me hitting off the machine. It was all and, swing. It was no hit. Oh, no, it was all swing. And I just, it was just that. And uh, shout out to Coach Seagraves, actually, our high school coach. Uh, two weeks before my first high school game, well, we we stunk. So I was going to play third that year. So it also boosted my ego a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm going to start as a freshman varsity. Meanwhile, I probably shouldn't have. Um, but he said, like, you just need to fix the grip on your hands. And I fixed it and, like, started to see, like, a little more power to come together. And over, from that fall to winter, like, there was a big physical growth. So kind of seeing that come together helped a lot. Once I fixed that grip, like, that helped a lot. And I actually kind of pieced up a decent freshman year. Like, just hit a crap ton of singles, walked. And, yeah, I don't think I played somewhat good defensively at second base that year. So, over, like, we stunk, but overall, not a bad year. That summer after, I had an incredible summer, um, played super well. Then halfway through the summer, got an opportunity to play for like a 15-year team, play up a little bit. Hitting went down a little bit just because of confidence like against some of the older kids. Still and travel ball, obviously, you're seeing better, better playing. Yeah, so it's yeah but hard. yeah. Um, and then coming into my sophomore year, now, yep, coming into yeah. my sophomore year, I just – like that was the worst I felt in a fall. Cause I went back to like my big issue sometimes, like after a full summer of playing, I get very swingy in the fall. Oh, oh, bless you. Bless you. I'm going to, no, those, those are powerful sneezes. Yeah, yeah. But I might have to lower the volume on those. Those were, <laughs> those were, those were a hunk of seasons. Anyways, Got super swingy again in the fall. And for me, like that fall, I had so much basketball. And it was a shift in basketball coaches. So, like, I felt like I had no time for baseball. So I would go into the cage and on the field and do baseball work meaninglessly. Like, I would literally just go hit, like, I had 30 minutes. So, like, before my basketball workout, I would go hit 30 minutes off the tee. And I would just, like, screw up my swing, go fast. Like, it was the stupidest thing for it's me. almost like... You told me to quit basketball. Anyways, crazy. 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 Well, you told, yeah, crazy. Anyways. I told you a lot of things, and I was always right somehow, every time. Yeah. Uh, anyways, just the basketball, and had actually a really good basketball season. Baseball season came around, was somewhat ready, not really, played eh. Um, and the best thing for me, actually, that happened was when Corona hit, because I've always worked hard, but I don't think I've done anything remotely close to what I did over quarantine. Mm -hmm. I was lifting six days a week, speed training, two days a week, my throwing program, three days a week. Like I, I still like for so like when I just think of the hard work they put in, I can literally go back to just like some of the pain I felt in those days, because that was, I, I don't think I've ever worked remotely hard. And I think people know me know that I work pretty hard, but to me, that's just like, that is my standard. Like every day. Yeah. Like now we have actual school. Cause what a crazy time that was like, Robbie, we didn't have school, which we is absurd. Quarantine was a joke, but yeah, this is a joke, but like school was nothing. I mean, there was nothing going on and I'm so blessed that I had the weight room, in the basement, the cage in the backyard. And, and we had a little field at an elementary school, not a baseball field, just a grass field where I took ground balls and threw. Mm -hmm. but I was just, that's the hardest I've ever worked and can't 
couldn't be happier for what that brought me because that summer was one of the best summers I've ever had. I played absurdly well, uh, got recruited to my next team that I played this past summer. And that to me was just like a super, another big symbol of just like, yeah, it's the hard work. Um, junior year came around this past year was like such an adjustment of a year. I feel like, um, I was still having like a little bit of riffs with the basketball coach and having to make appearances here and there for stuff. Um, in that fall, like I, I yeah, I got my baseball and baseball was fine. Cut like fall ball, you know, it's just how it goes. Like, pretty, like I was pretty annoyed, played and like not insane, but just like fall ball and was just trying to get through the, like a harder school year. So it's just weird, but I kind of persevered that played basketball season and once that was over, I just finally got to breathe and be like, all right, like this is, this is going to be a good time. And this high school season has just been, was it was incredible. Like that was, I think the most fun any of us have ever had. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And, and like now you're getting to like more recent times and our past season and stuff like that, but go back a little bit and talk about, when did you start realizing, okay, I need to start the recruiting process. Okay. I'm starting gotcha. to talk to coaches. Okay. Yeah. When did you, how did you learn about it? I know you learned about it a little bit through Kirk. I know you. Yes. You, yeah. You also like you're like a guy who'd like takes initiative a lot and like learned a ton by yourself and you ask a ton of people questions. Yeah. So just go take us through that. Yeah. Okay. Take us through that a little bit. So Okay, so when actually when quarantine kind of started, um, no. So quarantine started, I had that really good summer, and that's when you know you did you see a couple of your commits, but that's when like a couple of your big time commits kind of roll out a little bit. And for me, I was like, all right, yeah, like I did panic a little, probably more than I should have, mm-hmm. um, because there's no reason to worry about the early commits. It's just like a stupid thing in my mind. Um, also. It was this past, really, there was the junior year fall is when I like really got into it. Um, I post, I got on Twitter and I posted a ton of the, um, all like all my clips that I could have the summer before where I played really well and, you know, followed a ton of coaches, like every level, every part of the country, just to see like, who's going to bite, like see what's starting to happen. And you know, a lot of the smaller schools kind of started, like, kind of, they started reaching out. Once they started following me, I would hit them up. And I remember, like, this past fall, or not like a, like a year ago, a, a year and probably a month ago, I started, like, actually getting on the phone with these college coaches. And I would shoot every college coach the message. I would say, hey, I would say, coach, thank you for the follow back. I'd love to hop on the phone soon and learn more about your program. Like, for if, if for any of you listening out there, if you're a, like, towards the end of your sophomore year, junior year, please, Post stuff on Twitter, and whenever a coach follows you, I don't care what level they are, just say, hey, coach, thank you so much for following me back. I'd love to learn more about your program. It's so simple. And if they like, a lot of the smaller schools love that, first of all, because they actually, they a lot of times, they're going to recruit a lot of kids a little bit later. So if you could start developing those relationships sooner, like, it's just huge. So I, I remember. Also, also, one of the big things about that is that it gave you some like an advantage that I never got and I never did properly. You talked to way more college coaches before yeah. you committed than I did. So you knew what you were doing. You felt more comfortable. You knew how to ask questions about programs. So right. And you learn, you also learn like you learn where you have your leverage and where you don't. 
Yeah. I think like I remember a, a year ago, I was there was one week I was on the phone with five coaches and like I didn't know what I was doing. I remember the first time, like didn't really know what I was doing, but I've always known, like, hey, I'm a sociable person, I know how to talk to people. And you know, I've been lucky enough with my parents, and like we've been to different dinners and different events. You kind of learn how to meet people. Actually, there's the the bar mitzvahs that we used to go to. I feel like it's like a good social thing, and the things that we've experienced kind of put you in the right position. So I was on the phone with a lot of coaches starting to see like, Hey, maybe don't like this type of stuff where they're like, Hey, our academics, like we focus a lot on this. And then in the program, like in the program, like we're not really going to lift so much as a team, like maybe twice a week. And you find like, that's just a stupid example. You find Mm -hmm. out the things that you like and you don't like. So you just kind of see what's going on and it helps you a lot. But the dead period really hurt because I was supposed to go to, uh, we were actually supposed to go headfirst in St. Petersburg and that got canceled. And the dead period was really tough because it was all throughout the year. So no coaches could come. And I started emailing some people at a uh, pretty high level. A couple, a couple people responded, but just nobody could watch. And I didn't have the coaches that would vouch for me yet. And I didn't know until probably two months ago, how important it is to have a coach to actually vouch for you because that seals the deal. Yeah, like it's 100%. it's baseball is all relationships you, you can't it's impossible to get recruited if you send an email and expect somebody to sign to you it's impossible you have to play for the right people you have to have those people reach out to you then make the phone calls because yeah uh a coach can see you play a few times and play well but a college coach needs to learn about your makeup and yeah it does suck for a lot of cases because some big time coaches can get kids that might not deserve it but yeah beat them out in the long run and this summer Summer, um, towards the end of the summer, I earned the respect of one of my coaches a lot. He said he was going to job for me. Unfortunately, it was slightly late for certain situations because like in um, showball in June, played really well, but none of my coaches followed up with some of the really good schools that I was talking to there, which hurt me slightly. Um, but we get around to this fall, had picked up about like five offers, um, four offers, Three other ones were like, yeah, if I want it, come to campus, visit, it's mine. Like I have the spot type of thing. Um, but it wasn't the quite right combination of what I wanted either academically nor athletically. Like I didn't like a lot of these places I didn't necessarily want to be for four years. Um, shout out to Barrett Eldridge. Actually, if you're listening to this, I saw that he committed to Georgia Highlands. And that was about the week I started actually thinking about Juco. And he's legit, like hit a bunch of bombs for Walton this past season. And I was like, hey, let's take a look at Highlands. I got in touch with uh, Coach Hughes and uh, worked out with them two weeks later and committed the next day. Like, that's just a place where I knew I was going to feel at home. Uh, It's close to home. Uh, Coaches are incredible. Facilities are going to be so nice. We're getting a $6 million complex done on February 1st, and they have the right connections to shoot me out at a program that I think I'll love for the rest of my career. Pretty, pretty nice. Pretty good story. Good story. Um, I think that all of that is just you in a long way saying you just wanted to be a bandit. And look yeah. at look at where you are. Yeah. yeah. You're a um, bandit. And I am yeah. Like I am so ready to go. And it fires me up so much that like I get to play baseball as my major for the next year or two. Like yeah. I'm just like I'm so excited. Um like today, it's a, it's a Tuesday, guys. It's a Tuesday, and I watched my future team, Georgia Highlands, inner squat at 10 a.m. this morning. 
Yeah, I was on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, walking into Lake Point, going to meet you, and I'm like, it is 10:42, and I just hear POs yelling during inner squad. I'm like, they're not even in school at all. It's a Tuesday. Like, I just, I can't wait. And I think everything happens for a plan. I think if you trust God, you know, trust that plan, things will to fall into place. And I really do think, like, I really, really believe, like, this is what right for me, what's right for me. And by the way, the only preparation that I did for this podcast was this one line. Two years ago, you and I would not have expected ourselves to be in the situation that we're in. But I can, I, I can tell you, and I can assure me, I can assure you with a thousand percent certainty that this is the right move for both of us, because we're not going to say out loud kind of what the original plan was, but one of the, what the original plan for you, I don't think there would be the baseball coach you'd be happy with right now. I don't think so either. For me, the, the, the plan, like my original plan, I don't know if I would have gelled with a lot of those kids at those schools. And I don't know if I'll like just wanted to go so far away at that point. So I, and like you had a plan you did, but you also, didn't have like the school. No, I, yeah, I, I didn't have the school, but I think this is truly the right plan because a couple of the schools that I love, like right now, they're just really full because of Corona. You have your fifth year, your six years. Um, recruiting was pushed back a little bit. It was really full. And I kept truly seeing myself being at some of those places. And I think this is just what is right for me. And I think it is a testament to my work ethic because I'm going to go, I'm going to bet on myself because I just like, I, I think two years. And for me, two years, you know, I'll post this on the podcast Instagram lately. Actually, well, it's my own podcast and you know me. Two years ago, yeah, let's see if I could get that up. Two years ago, that, that was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I just think like what I can do in two years. And I know for a fact that if I go from that, by the way, that's my sophomore year. Where in the fall of that year, I ran a 7.44 through 78 across the infield. And two years later, I've run a 6.77 through 89 from the outfield and jumped exit field by nine miles an hour. Like, I know for a fact that Juco in two years, I can dump, like, I can do, replicate what I just did and put myself in the best position to be I, what I want to be is one of the top players in the country. Pretty, pretty awesome. I think, I think, uh, First of all, just so everybody knows, we started this episode thinking that uh, we would end this episode with me going to get my laundry. And let me tell you, we're not going to make it. That laundry is just going to have to sit there for a while because we have a lot more, a lot more to talk about. But I think it is time to start some of our general questions that we ask everybody i know you probably haven't listened to this podcast or heard anything about us but this is the questions we ask everybody usually so usually i just have this idiot trying to steal all the questions from me but today all all for you today all for me today so first thing what is the one piece of advice you would have given your younger self i would say probably as a freshman or sophomore Trust the process. I worried so much about committing, like, like committing to a school. I worried so much about that, that sometimes like, especially this past summer, I would be playing, I would be playing externally. I'd be thinking about, I'd be thinking about who is there to watch. I was thinking if, Hey, if this goes wrong, what could happen? If this goes good, what could happen? Don't give, 
It's a kid's show. It's a kid's show. Like, I don't give three craps about who is there at any time. Go play for your freaking self and things will work out for you. Go play for yourself. Trust the process. And I want you to leave when your training system, your gym, training session, your gym every day, knowing that you got one millimeter per second percent better than you did the day before. And if you work as freaking hard as you can every single day and you trust that process, everything will fall into place. And because to tell you the truth, the way I feel, things are falling into place. And in a year, two years, I'm going to have a pretty freaking nice decision of where I'm going to go for the next two. Next question. What is the biggest thing you are focusing on right now to improve your game? And before you answer, this does not include golf. Okay. Well, since you brought it up, since you brought it up, it's just getting pure. And there was a big controversy in the golf game, whether I shot a 90 or a 92, because I got there. I was, I was on par, Rami, to shoot mid eighties. I had it in my bag. Okay. You just don't have and I didn't have the mental capacity because in baseball, what does my head go to if I'm if I'm worried? Hey, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I've hit in that cage for hours. I'm prepared. And how much golf had I played going into that trip? Zero. And what's crazy? It's like I was, dude. I wasn't even on par for like a seventy. I was on par for par for a high eighty, and that got in my head. Like, come on! It was an absolute abomination. I'm going to say, you know, I'll make a decision on here. It was a 92 because we're not going with the max score on the part three wow. that I got an eight, that I got an eight on. It was a 92 because the true 90 is coming soon. Okay. Baseball wise, what I'm working on right now to focus on my game. Um, it's the hitting adjustments defense for me. I'm just keep polishing it. Keep my arm in shape. I'm going to be starting my VLA program soon. Getting my speed up. I mean, I would say two things getting like massive because coach shout out to coach Hughes sent me a video of the boys just getting on in the weight room. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to get like triple my size. That's one of the things I'm working on. The other thing is just the hitting adjustments, getting simpler, getting quicker, because I've got away when you see 75s, 80s, you can, you can get away with being narrow, taking a longer stride, you know, maybe tiny bit wrapping your back. You can get away with being long, like things yeah. like that. But when you're going to go play at the highest level, your swing needs to be ready to see 90, 91 with this, 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 you know? So right now I'm just making those adjustments to be short, um, like start my bat a little out sooner, just so I can get my slots sooner, get a little wider. So it's just a shorter stride, being short, being short to contact, keeping the head move, uh, minimal head move, keep it simple, stupid. And yeah, this high school season, I could have been lazy this winter. I could have kept the same swing. Uh, because of like, oh, I'll just work on it in summer. No, I'm going to get dialed in right now. And yeah, high school season, I don't care if I'm seeing 75. I'll just sit back and hit a nuke. So rather than rather than 85 being my, oh, I got to get out of time thing, 85 is right there. Like, it's not a big deal. So yeah, not going to see 95 this high school season, but still make those adjustments so that I'm ready for summer ball. Uh, Maccabia, we got to talk about that. And college ball the next uh year next question uh what is the absolute best thing you do on the baseball field i i I, i'll be real surprised if you don't go with what i'm thinking like defense 
defense has to be. Yeah. Has to be. I think I'm like, that's what you just always like pride yourself on. It's just like, you've always been like dirty in the field. Yeah. You've like struggled earlier in high school, like freshman and sophomore year with errors, but now you're just so clean in, in the field. Yeah. And like, I hate him so much. Actually, you know what? No, he'll come on in a few weeks. Jackson McKelvey. I wouldn't, I would not be where I am defensively if I didn't hate him being better than me. Jackson is in my grade. We play together on Robbie's team. <laughs> he is dirtier than you. He's so gross in the field. No, not now. Not now. I mean, I mean not now. Not now. Not now. He was a lot better than me. It pissed me off so much. So I did everything in my willpower to be better. And I think we're about equal right now, but shut up. It was light years away. And I just worked on my hands and feet a lot. Uh, I just pride myself so much on defense and just, you know, kind of being that guy at shortstop, trying to make those hard plays look routine um, and just being that guy defensively and contributing on both sides of the field consistently. Nice. Oh, and uh, behind the back catches. Jackson's for sure better at that. I can go well, you. I've I'm that's I've seen go I've back seen it in well, action. Well, well, he's still better than Go him. back to the other question. What is the big thing you're working on with your game right now? I forgot that I had to work on this. Starting today, starting 9:56 on September 28th. That's another that's the third thing I'm working on this offseason. Bam, and I will be better. Next question. What is the like best saying you you like follow or you like to quote something like that. Hey, uh, it, it differs because I was a bread guy. I was a huge bread guy, yeah. you know, for me, like I hate to do it, but the Jewish infielder, like, come on, like it's gotta be pure hard yeah. work. It's gotta be the PHW. Um, and the I other thing, I, I, I think I know where you're going. Where, where, where am I going? No, no, you, you continue. I got two more. And one of them is just, it's, I just got to think back to Derek Jeter, like, like talent, like just hard work. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it's just, the, for me, it's just been, I can outwork literally anybody on this planet. And if I see somebody that's better than me, I can instantly not get super here in my head. I can be, okay, yeah, I'm just going to outwork them. Like I saw a kid this summer, like an, another, a better, a dirtier short dog. Like I remember we were playing a game in WWBN. I had to hit that game. I played really well defensively, but I just I I was amazed at how fast he got his ball out of his glove on choppers. And like it's such a small detail and that pissed me off in the moment, but I'm like, I'm gonna just get better than that. So if I could just continue to outwork, just continue to outwork, like I it just I don't see a ceiling for me. And then the third one for me is go be you. Just like like, yeah, the stuff I do is for sure different. Um like nobody else in my high school is doing some of the weird lifts that I do. Like a lot of my uh, baseball guys, I know they're not going to do the same training routine as me, but if I just own that and continue to be me, not party on Saturday night, like I'd rather be on a, on a field at Saturday night at 12 than in a, at a party. And ever since I started owning that, like earlier in my high school career, people are like, what are you doing this weekend? Are you going to go to a party? I was like, uh, maybe, I don't know. Right now, if somebody texts me, am I going to that party? I could say, no, I'll probably be like at the facility or something. Like I, I have so much confidence in that. And if I could continue to just be myself, 
like I see, I see also no reason like why anything's why I'm going to stop playing this game. Wow, I'm really getting fired up. We're, You're we're really fired up, and let me tell you, it's firing me up a little bit. Like, where, where did you think? Where did you think I was going? Um, I don't know how it exactly goes, but every day just get one percent better. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think you used, to, you used to be into that a little bit. Yeah, I was, but for me, it's just like, why not get three percent better one day? Like, I mean, that's I, what I thought, but you were like, for you, you like told me like a year ago or whenever it was, you were like, like just get one percent better every day and i was like yeah or get like five percent better yeah and i think i used to like not understand the math behind that because i used to yeah. think like it'd just be 100 days but you could you could be 300 percent of yourself <laughs> that's, yeah. very true. that's very true so so today i spent four hours at curse facility and yesterday what did i do yesterday i ha- i had to have hit yesterday oh yesterday i hit for 30 minutes out back. So I feel like I got like 8% better than I did the day before. Yeah. Because the day before you hadn't hit a baseball in a week because somebody was talking <laughs> oh for a week. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, guys, to pause the podcast, you were not, I got in the cage. Okay. And I pick up the bat. And first of all, I was like, wow, this is so heavy. I did not understand. It's a little bit heavier <laughs> than the clubs. Huh? Yeah. I was so confused. So the bat was super heavy. I put the ball on the tee. And the first one, I get around it and make contact like like slice, slice pull. Like I I I sliced like the outer half of it and I like hooked it around and it like bounced three feet in front of my feet. So I was like, oh my I gosh, what is happening? So and I just like start panicking in my head. So I take the t- I put it like five feet in front and just doing walkthroughs to try to find the barrel on the ball. And I like hit one to the ceiling, hit three to the pole side of the ground. So I just start breathing. I start breathing. It takes 20 minutes and I like finally figure it out. And I was like, should I work on my swing right now? But I'm so stupid because I found my blast motion the night before. So I just I just went for basking for 20 minutes. I tried swinging as hard as I could and there were horrible swings. So today... When we got in the to Kirk's facility, we worked on our swing a lot. So I feel like I got, I'm going to go back 12% better. Good, good. Um, this is something I forgot to ask you. And I think I know the answer, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. Any possibility of 2 a No. Okay, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure. So your pitching career after this, after no, this it's spring done. is done. It's over. Wow. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. And yes. Is it, so, did you decide when I hit that home run off you last, last, last season during practice, you're like, Oh, my, my career as a pitcher is done at this moment. Two things, a few things inspired. Do you remember that? Like, can we just stop the podcast as a no, whole and just mm-mm. think about like you I, me a actually, middle in and I hit a home run for like the first time ever in the, on the Weber field. And I was like, Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hit a home run off him. And I was like, oh my God. To end practice. No, I don't remember that. I think it was Mason. Mason Cherno, uh, 2023 pitch out of the lever school. That's who it was. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. But in terms of pitching, so this offseason, I had an epiphany that I was going to be a sidearm pitcher. And it kind of screwed up my arm a little bit. Not really. Like it just hurt. 
a lot. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> a lot. So I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to work out. And like, do I really want to be doing like so much pitching stuff when I could just be a dirty utility and play everything on the field? Good point. So to counter that note, the possibility of two is not there, but as another part of me said, do I want to be the ultimate utility and learn how to catch and play first? And I'm starting to kind of think about that. So, but you that, can learn how to play first a lot fast. You've already played some first. You can learn how to play first a lot faster than you can learn how to catch. Yeah, but like starting to, I want to finalize the field. Like I want to learn how to catch. So yeah, so maybe, so maybe there's an ultimate utility card in the potential because I want to do that it right. Let me tell you, that would be something if I could play every single position of the field. So that that is something. Um. Now, wow, you need to learn how to catch. And like, I always like made fun of you when you were like, I'm going to learn to catch because like you never actually learned how to catch and you just, you just want to look cool framing and you just want to like try and throw runners out. Um, But no, if I get, it would would be be sick sick if you were the ultimate utility. Yeah. Because I played five. I never had played first and I never had played like left field or center field. Right. It was like always like you played both of those. Yeah, and like, well, not really center field because our center field this past summer was raw. Shout out to Jamari Brooks. Um, <laughs> he was really good. He was really good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't when I couldn't smell the middle part of the outfield ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I played five games that first of summer. There, there's a dirty picture of me playing first, probably cooler than any picture of you ever playing first. I don't think so. And I have Dude, a the, picture of me playing third, then you have a picture of you playing third i mean i can guarantee the, you that well the best the coolest picture of you playing baseball is you pitching that's embarrassing because i'm a pitcher what are you talking about I look great <laughs> on the mound. yeah and i caught you the only time you pitched so that's a, that's wild okay i'm done with this okay final question yeah i don't even know if you remember what this question is what you don't even remember that's how long it's been since we did an interview don't pull it up. Don't pull it up on your phone. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I know what this question is. Okay. 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 What is so absolute- my favorite thing about baseball. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think my favorite thing about this game is just how versatile it is and how I think it's really incredible how in the MLB today you look at you know, where every, like you look at any given team and your whole team is, it's, it's American guys who went to a division one, division two, division three school, got drafted and went to the pros. You have American guys who went junior college, went to a smaller school, then went to a bigger school, went to the pros. You have guys that went to a big school, small school, went pro ball Japan. Like you have uh, guys from the Dominican, Cuba, Mexico, Canada, Israel. Like you have literally every, like you have, it's just such a versatile game where there's not one straight formula. And yes, I understand it's, it's kind of like that in other sports, but in basketball, it's your top prospect at a high school. You play a year in college ball and you go to the NBA. Like that's been the route. That's been the best route for the best players, but it's really incredible how in baseball you can have your guys who were studs early high school, maybe declined a little bit. You have your kids that really late bloomers find their way through junior college, uh, 
find their way through a couple systems, kind of sneak into a farm system and break up. I think this game is incredible because in some way, I really do think that it um, symbolizes like, yeah, the American dream, where if you want it bad enough, there's a way to succeed in this game. And yeah, not everybody can play in the pros because some people have, whether it's like a physical ceiling or like a slight thing they actually can't do. And like maybe a, maybe a guy will never run a sub eight. Like he's not going to have a, a chance or a sub seven, a, a sub seven. I'm going to be real. Like if you're going to play in the big leagues, like you're running a sub seven two, right? Like, so I think when people have that, drive and they have meet the minimum physical requirements and people want it bad enough, they can do it. You know, like it's just, and for me, it's like, I, I could work my life out. I could work my butt off and I'll never be a line in the NFL, nor a starting uh, small forward in the NBA. If I had LeBron's height, weight and athleticism, I would be in the NBA, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, I, yeah. Like I look, I, yes, I've built, I've gained a lot of weight. I've gained arm strength. I've gained speed, but I look somewhat, I look normal walking around the street. And the fact that I can work my butt off and have a chance to make it in this game really is special to me. Very nice. And I, one more answer, I, I have one more answer. To it. Okay. But before that answer, I just have something to go along with that. It reminded me, um, obviously Cedric Mullins was the first Orioles player to hit who like, who hit 30 home runs, stole 30 bases, had 30-30 year. 5'8", went to junior college. Five, a 5'8", 13th round draft pick who was optioned to double-A just two seasons ago after hitting ninety uh, a 94 batting average in the bigs is now the first player in Oriel, Baltimore Orioles history with 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases in a single season. And it's incredible. 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 And – one more ask, one more answer to why is this game so fun? Uh, nope. Why do you love this game? It's because just how mm, fun it's still not the question, but sure. Why do you love this game so much? No, it's still not the question, but sure. What's your absolute favorite thing about baseball? Ah, okay. oh, there it is. That's the question. <laughs> and I, I, I think I'm just going to go to the point where it just the, the fun, like it's the competing with your boys. Like I can think back to this high school season, right? And for as many incredible moments we had on the field, the funny moments, like somebody hitting a tank off you at, at like point, the incredible moments. No one hit of, a tank off me. There was the a inc- the no incredible scored. No run. The, inc- the incredible, the incredible uh, moments, like us shutting out fellowship on their first game in two years, you hitting a tank, um, huge wins as a team for every one of those moments. I could think back to oh, the guys at three dollar, the guys messing around in the cages before the game, the guys, um, in the parking lot blasting music after games. Like, for every single moment of the field, I could think of something off the field, and I still get chills thinking back. Like, we, we were reminiscing about the other day, like how incredible that high school season was. And regardless of the production of the field, I think like it's just it was just so much fun. Just so much fun. And just it just felt like a family every single day. Wow. That one oh. that one hit me in the heart. That one yeah. really hit me in the heart. Yeah. That one yeah. that was that was a fun season. That was yeah, it was a time. fun season. Hold on, I got one thing. We're gonna insert our ad reads right here. Ah, uh, hopefully we did them. Hopefully they were there. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you just listened to an ad or not. Hopefully you did. Maybe we made some money. I don't know. We're still trying to figure out if we can do that. But we're going to pause again. Okay. Real, 
because I'm going to pause the recording, go get my laundry, and you guys won't even know I left because we're going to continue <laughs> like in, nothing even happened. Okay, uh, back on after a quick, quick fiver, a quick little, oh, we just hit our bucket. We're going to take a quick break, have a snack, get back into it. Okay, so okay, so you're that guy. You're the guy who steals the jokes because I made the joke you laughed during the break. And then you're just like, oh, let me when we hop back on the pod, let me start it up so you can steal my joke. Cool. That's fine. Good it's, my, it's, my, it's my episode. Shut up. My episode okay well everybody thank you that was a more serious note thank you for tuning in uh for my interview my recruiting process it really truly does mean a lot because i know what it's like to interview some of the guys we interviewed when we were young uh sophomore when i was a, after my sophomore year, you were after your junior year when we got did guys like alex katz you know that tiktok where it's like it's like the like the like the big eye kid like looking up at like the yeah that, yeah, yeah. that's what it feels and I'm really proud, um, in all seriousness, I'm really proud so of great. how far I've come, how far you've come. And it's been truly a hell of a ride. Kind of kids show. I feel like that's legal. Um, but <laughs> I can't wait for the next, uh, then our, both of our next chapter um, and more news and updates on that to come. But now let's check back in on our favorite corner infielder at Oglethorpe. I- See, I would say infield, but Mason Piercy is my favorite infield. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. A little teaser for who he's coming on soon. Um, uh, but my favorite corner infielder at Oklahoma University, Robbie Fabian, let's give you a little update on what things are going on. Hashtag stay stormy. Hashtag go Petrels. Okay. Um, so I'm now about a month in, I feel like. Yeah, exactly like a month into college. I think I moved in a month ago today, um, and it's been great. Let me tell you, the biggest thing off the bat with college baseball that I just want to share is that I am so happy, mm. not because of like exactly the school or this or that, but the people, the the freshman class I'm with have become my boys already. We are guys, and I'm so excited every day to, like, grind with them and be with them. And, like, I'm so excited for our, our next years here together and to, like, become best friends. And the, the team as a whole, everyone has accepted us as freshmen. No one is, like, a jerk. So we're the whole team is very close. And then to top it all off, there is no coach I'd rather play for than Coach Greer. He has – it's been incredible. Everything he says is, like, exactly what I want to follow. The way he talks about hard work, the way he talks about carrying yourself, the way he talks about everything is exactly how I would want to be a coach one day, how I would, like, like want a coach to run a program. Yeah, incredible. Um. I think that speaks, I think that speaks volumes to the, like the God's plan. Everything has a plan. Everything happens for a reason. I think that's a big thing. And I think you're in such a special position because actually fielders got a little homework for you. I want you to go look at, first of all, I could say this because Oglethorpe University will be a top 25 team in the next four, in the next multiple years. That that is a fact. That's a fact. I can guarantee you that I will put money on that. 
I'll put money on that too. Cause I, I, you know, coach Greer, I think he's great too. I had, I've had some awesome conversations with him. Great guy. But besides the point, I want you to look at a few of the top division three baseball team. I want you to look at their rosters and look where the guys are from. You look at all of them. Kids are coming from all across the country to play for that school. Oglethorpe is such a unique place where your whole roster is built away from around kids who literally lived 25 minutes for you regularly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to help you guys become so close. I think you're so lucky to be around so many people have been, who have been around this baseball culture um, and who are going to buy into Coach Greer. Because you look at, you know, Salisbury, they won the College World Series, Division Three. rosters from all over. Johns Hopkins, they've had some really good uh, runs, rosters from all over. You guys are so lucky. Everybody's in one place. Everybody knows what Dirty South Baseball is. Everybody's getting to get the culture, and I think that's why you guys are going to have a good year. And it's like we do have a little bit of variation. We have a Chicago guy and a Charlotte guy, but mainly like like hour away, two hours away, hour and a half, Swanee, Georgia, like Gwinnett, Georgia, here, there. So it's like everyone from around, basically, and it's really nice. And uh, it's just like that's the biggest thing is just the people have made me so happy so far. And then it's just been like great practices lifts so our schedule basically is monday is our one off day a week tuesday lift wednesday practice thursday lift friday saturday friday practice saturday sunday inner squads so that's sick can i share with you can i share with you the georgia Highlands baseball and school schedule sure oh and school schedule like there's so much to add on with the school schedule on Mondays and Wednesdays from 8 30 to 1 45, we will be scholars. Okay. And uh, around that, we will be practicing six days a week, lifting at adrenaline, which is a sick CrossFit place. And things are coming soon with a couple big facilities. Can't say yet, but if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Let's go. I don't even know if they can hear you at that point because, like, once it gets so loud in the mic a lot of the time, it just becomes, like, too loud to understand. Okay, I, but – I think that's what's happening. Oh, okay. Anyways, I'm so stoked. I can't wait for Georgia Highlands. Rami, um, if for some reason Coach Greer leaves, Rami is transferring. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be great. I'm really excited. I know Rami's excited. and. Uh, Rami's excited for his next four. I'm excited for my next however many journey this is going to take, but I am stoked. I can't wait. So I think we're going to go wrap this up so Rami can get to prestigious Oglethorpe University schoolwork. That is true. I got some 40 pages reading to do. It's 40 pages, but it's like a thin 40. Look at this. Okay. I'll show you. And maybe one day this will be on the YouTube. You see how small these words are, these lines are? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's more than forty pages. <laughs> yeah, but you have a you have a, you have a free page right there. So that's thirty nine. No, because that's that's the end of it. That's where I end. So that's after my forty. That's, that's terrible. That's like abuse. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working for the next few hours, just reading it up. Coach Greer should really make a change about that so y'all could do more time on baseball stuff. Like No, it's not- but, but what he needs to make a change on, what we need to have happen, is some guys miss practice sometimes because all of our schedules don't coincide. No. So, yeah, that needs to be changed. Like That's, that's terrible. 
I That's know. Not- some some guys will have like labs late and they'll have like five o'clock class on a day where we everyone else has to have five o'clock practice and they'll just have to miss practice. I don't I don't think I'll have to worry about that next year. I don't think you will. I think you're no. gonna be good. I think I'll be just fine. I think so. Okay, but everybody, thank you for turning in to truly a special episode. Not a ton of jokes, not a ton of craziness this episode, but to me, still this a good is, amount of crazy. Still, still a good amount, but to me, this means a lot. And the, ne- the next episode you'll be listening to will be an interview and episode 30. So a lot to look forward to. And hopefully within the 30s, we have one or two of our biggest episodes ever. That's true. But before we leave, and that's true, and a lot of stuff is coming, and we're going to try and, like, push more content. And I know we always say it, but I think we're, like, seriously getting there, and we seriously both want to make it work now. And, like, we've always wanted to make it work, but I think we're committed to it, to more than just, like, the podcast and maybe doing putting it up on YouTube finally and, like, interacting more on social media and things like that. And that is, like, a great announcement. But before we leave... I just want to tell you that I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of how far you've come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was an awesome episode for me to get to, even though I know like so much, too much. And I've been like along for the ride for a a few years now. And like a part of the journey, it's so nice to like hear things that I've never known. And it just like, makes me so happy for you and i'm so happy for both thank of you us. dude thank you thank you i think it's a great time for both of us yes sir well thank you for interviewing me it, it was special it's a special episode i don't want to i don't i don't want to whip out the the eye that the eye sweats out here yeah you you whip out the eye sweats occasionally you love to whip out the eye sweats <laughs> love to whip out the eye sweats but truly thank you all for listening and you know i'm gonna give you the the are you going to give it to me or are you going to try and hijack it? Kill the outro.